Welcome back, everyone, to the third edition of the Empty Net with Night Ghost NHL. I'd like to thank all of you for taking a listen to my first two pods. Today, I'll be bringing you my third, and we're going to switch over to the Western Conference today and preview the Edmonton Oilers Chicago Blackhawks playing series. Um, as usual, I like to start with where I projected teams before the preseason started, and we'll start with the Oilers. Now, I'm going to admit right off the bat that I was definitely wrong about my expectations with Edmonton coming into this season. Now, trying to figure out if my expectations of them were too low was the cause, or if the expectations I had on other teams, such as Nashville, were too high. Um, that, that's either here or there, but I do want to touch on one play that we did make on Edmonton um, before the season started. So right now, Edmonton is... Leading the league in goal scoring with their top two players in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Both players are 1-2. And this is a tough one for us because based on our preseason plays, um, over the summer I wound up writing a thread on the Milan Lucic and James Neal trade and how I touched on Neal's veteran leadership coming over to Edmonton and how I thought it would help the development, uh, not only the development, but the leadership as well of Connor McDavid on this team. Um, not only has Neil come over and helped McDavid grow, but the growth of McDavid is now expanding on what we know Leon Dreisaitl can be in this league. And, of course, he's leading the league in points by, I believe, 12 over Connor McDavid. Um, the one play that we did make on Edmonton was for Connor McDavid to win the Hart Trophy. I forget what the odds are, were, what the odds were on that, but it looks like that trophy should go to Dreisaitl. I don't see anything out of the ordinary that would take it away from him. He'll lead the leading scorer award, and he should win the Hart Trophy. I mean, that's my personal opinion. If not, if we get lucky and it goes to McDavid somehow, that'll be a very nice hit for us on our preseason prop if they're still active. Um, I did originally want no part of this team, and I felt that they were too far off after Chirelli butchered the team with all of his trades over the years which I touched on before the season, so I'm not going to get into those again now. And I didn't think they had any hope this year. I thought they would be a borderline playoff team like Arizona was last year, but I thought they would be on the outskirts looking in. And, of course, I stand corrected. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. And... This should be exciting. This is definitely a team that I am excited to be wrong about because we'll get an Oilers team back in the playoffs that people have been waiting for for a long time now. Uh, the last I remember watching them play in the playoffs was the series that they blew against the Ducks in, I believe, the second round a couple years ago. That was a hell of a series. If anybody remembers that, it was a back and forth, and... That was a time where Edmonton, I believe, was just too young and too inexperienced. They had too many leads blown 
I think they blew a couple three-goal leads. They blew, I believe, a 3-2 series lead. And they haven't seemed to recover since then. Um, there's definitely a few things that I think coming into this series will change how people look at this series. Right now, I believe that everyone expect is expecting Edmonton to wipe the floor with Chicago. The sh- that Edmonton is the way to go on the series price. Edmonton would be the way to go on the um, on the game by game side. And with these two teams, you would expect that these games would be going over most of the time. I'm having a hard time with that. And I'm going to explain it to you why over the next couple of minutes. And I find this series to be a lot more even than it looks. Um, On paper, Chicago seems like they match up with Edmonton pretty well. And I think this is going to be one of the more exciting series we get to watch in this playoff matchup. Um... I mentioned how Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are top two, not only on the team in scoring, but in the league itself. But besides them two and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, there really is a lack of scoring depth on the team. They don't have one other player who has scored 35 points on the year, and two of their top five or six scores on the team are defensemen. Um, Darnell Nurse being one of them. I think that says a lot for Edmonton. I I think it says a lot in a negative way for them. Um, Especially when you you look at the team as a whole, uh, a five-on-five team, there's not much of a disparity between them and Chicago. I think Chicago actually has scored eight more goals on -on five-on-five play than Edmonton. Um... Special teams is just as surprising as well. Edmonton comes in number one on the power play. They lead the league in power play goals with 59 on the year. And they're only 20th in power play opportunities. So they're scoring at a 29.5% rate on the power play. Now that's great. You, you see that on paper. You see that. On, on in the stat sheets and you think that should be enough for them to to be able to outplay outscore um chicago and there not be much of a fight from chicago to push back on but chicago's penalty kill comes in just as just as almost as good as chicago's power play uh, while Edmonton is top two on the on the PK, Chicago comes in at ninth in the league, and they're only two percent worse than Edmonton. They kill off eighty-two percent of their PKs compared to Edmonton's twenty-nine success rate on the power play. So I think this is a matchup where, as long as Chicago is able to stay out of the box, where both teams are averaging only eight penalty minutes a game so they're evenly matched there if Chicago can stay out of the box if Chicago can stay sound on defense and not give Dreisaitl and McDavid the opportunities that they have on the power play this series is going to go a lot longer than people expect 
and it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. This series, I see itself going at least four games. I think this could be a series that we see go five. Um, like I mentioned, Chicago's penalty kill, uh, Edmonton's penalty kill is even better. They come in at number two in the league. They're... 11th in power plays against and they're killing at an 84.42% rate um, Chicago does have a lot more offense than you would expect to them that they have an extra 127 shots per game not per game they have an extra 127 shots on this season than Edmonton and when you look at that goals per game Chicago has 212 goals in 70 games compared to Edmonton's 225 goals in 71 games. So while Edmonton's averaging only 3.16 goals per game, Chicago's right there averaging 3.02. That's why I think a lot of people are going to be playing the overs um, on these games. I think the overs are most likely going to open up at six and a half, and I think that will be a bad line for anybody to jump on. So I would definitely stay away from those overs for the first two games of the series until we see how these teams uh, fall in and, and play against each other. The other interesting fact is that neither of these teams are that great on the road. Now, what does the road matter? We're playing in hub cities. Neither team technically will be playing home games. And I hope that the hub city that these two teams play in winds up being outside of Canada because I believe this will favor Chicago. And I think it'll give them that edge to to complete an upset over Edmonton in this in this matchup and completely shocked the league. And I know that's going to piss a lot of people off because nobody wants Chicago in the playoffs in the first place. Chicago and, and Montreal, like I touched on yesterday with the Pittsburgh pod, are two teams that te that fans and the league are frustrated are getting a chance to not only get a crack at the cup, but also get a crack at the lottery with the new draft setup that they proposed. What I believe this series is going to come down to is the coaching and the goaltending. Um, I don't believe that Jeremy Colleton is the coach of the future for the Blackhawks. And if somehow they do pull off this upset of Edmonton, I'll eat my words and I'll give him the credit that he deserves and I and he'll earn my respect. I, I, I've watched him play for the Islanders when he was younger. I, I I don't see how he was a good player. I don't see how he earned this job. And I think it's been one of their one of Chicago's flaws over the last two years. Why do I think that this series is going to be a low-scoring series? I think it's going to be because of Mikko Koskinen and Corey Crawford. If for any reason Edmonton goes with um, Mike Smith in net to start this series, they're done. They'll have no chance to win this series, and the Blackhawks may be able to take it in three or four. 
Smith's numbers against Chicago have been horrible this year. He's 1-2 with a 3.56 goals against average, and he's given up 9 goals on 96 shots for a low 9.06 save percentage. The first game he played against Chicago was in October. Now, like I've mentioned to my followers in baseball, I tend not to use the first month of the season to weigh too much on my expectations and the way I run my numbers for my projections. So in their first meeting in the first week of the season, he only gave up two goals. But as the season progressed and he saw them in February and March, he kept getting worse. He gave up three goals against them at home on February 11th. He gave up four goals against them on March 5th, and he wound up getting pulled. Then on the other hand, you have Mikko Koskinen, who had to come in in relief for that last game where he he shut the mat, shut out the Hawks on 10 shots in 25 minutes in play. Um, looking back into the 2018-19 season, he had two games against Chicago. Um, he wound up getting pulled in that first game, a, a second game against them where he gave up two goals on eight shots. I have to look into it more to see why he was pulled from that game. I don't know if it was an injury or if they just saw that the first two goals on eight shots he gave up were worth him getting pulled. But he had already shut them out earlier in the season in, uh, in a full game. This series needs to be a Mikko Koskinen versus Corey Crawford matchup. Crawford's 2-0 against Edmonton this year, and he's he's averaging exactly two goals against against them. Um, I've tried to go back a few years. He did not play against Edmonton in 2018, and he didn't play against them at all in 2017. That may have been what gave him the edge this year to be able to lock Edmonton down to these two-goal games. Um... The two years off, I, I I really think, is what's going to help propel him this series to allow um, Chicago to not only stay in the series, but, like I said, take the series. We do have a small future on Chicago to win the Cup. Um, this was kind of like my Penguins pick from the East. When you have guys like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane on your team, you have a chance to win every night. You have a chance to win every year. Um, I, I think that's where this matchup is going to end off. Chicago has more depth. Chicago has more scoring depth. They're more fluid throughout the lineup. And this is the one series in the West that I, I'm going to be excited to watch and I think a lot of you are going to be surprised by and a lot of public money out there is going to be lost on Edmonton. Now like I always tell you, none of this is written in stone yet. These are just my previews. So I need to wait until the series prices come out and I think Edmonton's going to be a bigger favorite over Chicago than Pittsburgh will be over... 
um, Montreal. So I expect them to be around the 270-300 range. And that will give us great value on Chicago to make a play if we do want to add an extra little play on them. Um, this is a series where we may just make the small play on the uh, on the series bet and just let the games coast. Um, if we find that in the first two games, both Koskinen and... Um, Jesus, I need to stop doing pods at 3 in the morning. If Koskinen and... Crawford are having trouble keeping the puck out of the net, then we'll start making plays on the overs in the game. But until now, right now, I believe that this will be the first upset that we witness in the playoff play-in series in the first round. Um, those are just my quick thoughts on this series for tonight. I will be coming back to this series later on I'd say probably next month because there are still a few, we're still a few weeks away before the players and teams get back on the ice. But this is where I want to start with my research. This is where I want to start with my projections, and I want to give you guys an idea of exactly where my head's at on this series and how you should start looking at it instead of jumping the gun and throwing your money into an Edmonton team that comes in top basically the number five seed in the new playoff format. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. I would love to hear any feedback, any comments, any thoughts that you have for me. These are the first pods I have ever done, so I know there is room for improvement. So please don't, don't hesitate to open up. Don't hesitate to constructively criticize me. Um, just leave me your thoughts and comments in the reviews, and I'll be back for the next one. Enjoy.